0: morning george and it's
1: supposed to be nice all weekend so i uh, hope so second summer is going to last for a while i like it so yeah it should be beautiful i'll keep
0: my summer dresses out <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know that's one of those things that i never mastered was having different seasons worth of clothes everything is just always in the closet right there yeah because so, it's ohio you know i could use a sweater on one day and then the next day it'd be shorts
0: oh yeah layers i mean definitely are the the way of the wardrobe for sure <laughs> how are you gauge
1: Oh, you know, just got in the door, so getting things getting <laughs> things rolling, you know. Let's
0: are we on air? Getting the are weekend we live? started,
1: you know. I mean, the weather's going to be great, especially for uh, first day at Delaware County Fair. Mm-hmm. Looking that's forward to right. that. That's yeah. right. When does it? Saturday, Sunday. Tomorrow. It's tomorrow. Yep. Saturday. Yeah. Tomorrow night. The Reaganomics. The races are start on Sunday. Oh, Reaganomics
0: yeah. are playing. The
1: Reaganomics yeah. are playing at the fairgrounds tomorrow night. Yes. Oh, that's
0: exciting. They're yeah. good. They yeah are.
1: That's that's one of Joyce's favorite local bands. So
0: well, I knows? might have to go.
1: We may end up going ourselves. So you never can yeah. tell. Gage, I'm so sorry to see. Artemis was delayed Uh, again. I know, I know. Well, they they have a idea that the uh, range will give them a go for the 27th of September. So we'll. I don't think I could be able to go back down again.
0: (laughs) Really, I thought you were saying too much. I I might try, but to October. That that
1: was the original thing was that they didn't think they could do it until October. But they're trying to get a waiver with the flight termination system, and if the if the range gives them a waiver, then they'll they'll try in late September because they have a small window, but. I don't think it'll happen. But.
0: Gotta get that rocket. I know, <laughs> <laughs> in space. That's so,
1: it. what? Uh, what do you? Oh, I want to mention too. Our guest this uh, will be. Uh, uh, Damon Mosley and Johnny Jackson, they will be speaking at the library on Thursday night. And we'll be talking to them in the second half of the show about Damon's book, Smile uh, Smile for Us. For, for We. we mm-hmm. Excuse me. Yes. And uh, we'll be talking about that book and about the project that he's, several projects that Damon's working on. So stay tuned for the second half of the show. Yeah. But anyway, what are you reading, listening to, talking about today?
0: Well, I've got a couple ones that I was like, ooh, should I talk about this one? Should I talk about this one? But um, I was on Hoopla. I was looking for something quick and easy. To listen to, because um, I am kind of in the in, in between book um, jaunts as I go, and I found a comic book that just seemed really intriguing. Uh, the comic book is called Eight Billion Genies.
1: Eight billion genies. Eight billion genies. That sounds like a lot.
0: It, it is. Um, <laughs> it is the concept of um, you know everyone in, on Earth suddenly in one moment gets a genie. Wow. <laughs> Um, These genies have a little bit different rules. It's not the um, three wishes kind of thing. There was nobody who rubbed a lamp as far as we know. Um, They just kind of appeared one day and um, you get one wish and that's it.
2: And once you get your
0: one wish, then your genie goes away. Um, but until you have that one wish, your genie kind of hangs out with you, (laughs) which you can imagine is slightly annoying. (laughs) Um, in fact, one, one person is like, do you always have to be here? And they were like, well, no, I can go away, but just say my name and I'll be back. And they're like, okay, goodbye. (laughs) And then they poof away. Um, it is created by Charles Sewell and Ryan Brown, who also created curse words, which I'm not familiar with. Um, and so it says at exactly the same moment, everyone on Earth gets one genie and one wish. And, you know, everything hits the fan of course, yeah. <laughs> in a really, really entertaining and kind of spectacular way. Um, we are introduced, though, to this character who seems like this kind of like world worn guy. He owns a bar. He seems like he knows things and he's been places and you're not quite sure like what his entire backstory is but he's really good at you know playing barkeep right now Um, and so what he does when everyone gets their genies because like chaos is happening these genies appear and the genies all say hello you have one wish use it wisely and he immediately looks at the genie and says, I wish that no other wishes in the entire universe affect anything or anyone within this bar, which immediately is like a protection spell. Ah. Because you can imagine, people are going to wish for some crazy things. Yes, People could wish for the apocalypse. People, people could wish for dragons, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and they do, all sorts of things. Um, and so immediately, like... Inside the bar, everything is fine and normal. You would have no idea what's happening. Outside the bar, chaos. Um, And so that's a
1: really interesting concept. It's
0: a really cool concept. (laughs) So he has his little safety net. And then the funny, the other funny thing is you see a tally. Um, What they do, you know, when you're reading a comic book, you know, five minutes later, two days later, one week later, um, their little count that they have is um, eight billion people, eight billion genies. And then it says like 15 seconds after the genies appear, 7 billion people, <laughs> 7 billion <laughs> genies. So, you know, like, did they wish other people to be gone? <laughs> did they wish, you know, <laughs> who knows what other people wish. But basically, you're seeing the population count dwindle um, and people just being ridiculous, you know, and people's poor decision making affecting other people's lives and things like that. But it's it's lighthearted. Um, it's a full color um, paneling. And it's it's really kind of fun. It's very quick. There's only four issues in the um, series available on Hoopla, and um, yeah, you could you could get through it. What I like about reading comic books on Hoopla is you can see the full page and how everything uh, was put together, but then you can read panel by panel, right? And you can really zoom in into all of the artwork. So, so what what. Platform do
1: you read it on? Do you read it in Kindle? Uh, I read Hoopla? it in
0: Hoopla. In Hoopla? On my okay. phone. All right. Um, my phone is small. I could pull it up on a computer, but for this one, just, you know, lying in bed, I just open up the Hoopla app, and I just download it within Hoopla, and then I read it within the, the reader that's inside the app.
1: Yeah, see, I usually read graphic novels on my iPad. <laughs> yeah. Because they're really good to uh, be able to move things around. And it's and nice and big, there. yeah. gives you a little bigger view, yeah. So, yeah, I no, don't have
0: anything like that, just a phone or a computer. Yeah, well...
1: <laughs> So yeah, I had I've had the iPad for a long time, and it's it's very good for for doing graphic novels. I would imagine any yeah, they might look good on a Kindle too. Yeah. I haven't. Have Joyce has a Kindle. I don't use. Yeah, that, I so. think,
0: and even like I could steal my kids' fire, and I could do it like on the grown up <laughs> side of the fire. <laughs> but yeah, eight billion genies. I found it on Hoopla. Um, you can download it now for free, and you can do all four all four issues of it.
1: Great, that's really cool. Yeah, it's cute. Um, I'm going to before I talk about what I want to talk about today, I want to also mention something that uh, I was listening to the station this morning and Sherry during her early morning newscast mentioned that the people in need um, holiday clearinghouse application is open now. That's right. And it's only done online now. So if you happen to know somebody or if you yourself need help with this, a lot of people who are taking advantage of the holiday clearinghouse may not have a computer at home or may not have Internet access at home. If you, if you find yourself in that situation or you're not comfortable doing it on a phone or whatever, we do have people at the library who can help you fill out that application. We are delighted to help you with that. We can get you started, and then we walk away. We don't want to know your personal information, any of that sort of thing but we can help you get started, we can get you the form. Then once you submit that form and log off the computer, everything you put in there disappears. Yeah. So nobody can go back behind you and look at it. Nobody's monitoring what you put in. It's a really good way of being able to get the application done. We're more than happy to help, so please keep that in mind. Uh, and that's true at any of our libraries. All, all four of the libraries have Internet Access computers that we're willing to help you uh, use and uh, this is a, a really good application of those computers.
0: Yeah, and you can find that application. We made it really easy um, as partners with people in need. You can go to DelawareLibrary.org and just scroll down to where our news items are, and it's the, it's the third thing that you'll see listed there, so you can click right into it.
1: And speaking of DelawareLibrary.org, we have a new playlist up. Ah, yes. <laughs> uh, a, a couple of weeks ago, uh, Katie, the Adult Services uh, Assistant Branch Manager at Orange Library, put out a call for people to say, what book do you wish you could read again for the first time? Mm-hmm. I think we've all had occasions where you read a book that just blows you away, and you just you, it means so much to you that you wish you could go back and just have that whole experience again yeah, uh, and be surprised again by all the nice surprises in that book. So we had a number of people on the staff who kicked in ideas, and then we put together this book list that is now available off of our catalog website, off of our uh, uh, Bibliocore application. So mm-hmm. I just thought I'd talk about some of the books that were, were talked about here. Uh, the, the most obvious one and one that got a number of votes is the Lord of the Rings series uh-huh. that that people really wish they could go back and have that moment of wonder again mm-hmm. that they had the first time around. But then a lot of the rest of these books are books I'd never heard of. And I, I'm sort of thinking, these are things I want to go check out because uh, for the life of me, I could not come up with one title like this. If I had to come up with one, it would have to be the uh Uh, The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn.
0: Oh, yeah. Because Mm -hmm.
1: I've read that book several times, and each time I get a different experience, Right. but the first time I read it when I was in high school, it was liberating. Mm -hmm. And each time I read it now, as I get older and older, I find different things in it and different experiences and wonder about what would have happened to those people.
0: Right, and you think about even, like, is the question, if you could read it all over again, are you reading it in the mindset that you were in when you first read it, or Mm -hmm. are you reading it in your current mindset? Exactly. I read The Giver young, like, fifth or sixth grade and then uh, we had a teacher in high school who had us reread it as seniors and even if I reread it today I'm sure I would have a third different experience Mm -hmm. with
1: it yep there's a, I was thinking about that too with some like kids' books, like The Giving Tree. Right. I read completely different now than oh, I yeah. did when I was a kid, yeah. or even when I was a younger librarian.
0: Anything by Shel Silverstein.
1: Yep. So anyway, let's let's talk about a couple of the titles here. Um, one title is called Daughter of the Moon Goddess. It's by a woman named Sue Tan Lin, and the person I'm not going to tell you who put these up because I didn't get their permission from staff to 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 give their names when I quote them but trust me these are all quotes that the staff put up mm-hmm. and this one was said uh, a beautiful Chinese mythology retelling and the writing is lyrical
0: I love lyrical so, writing
1: yes I do too it's, it's uh, that's one of the things I look for when I'm reading uh, almost anything um another title was called Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow yes oh you know this book well
0: I've heard I'm excited about it I haven't read it yet though it's fairly new
1: it is it's, it's it was published this year yeah uh the author is Gabriel uh, Zevin. Zevin, yes. Mm-hmm. And it's, um, what this person says is, judging this book by its cover, you'd think it's science fiction. But it's not. It's people and the choices they make and their glorious, messy, complicated relationships.
0: Gabrielle Zevin does some good stories. She also did the storied Life of A.J. Thickery, which ah, okay. I just saw is being made into a movie. I am so excited. The trailer <laughs> yeah. is out. Oh, that sounds good.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, let's see. Um This one is called The Vanishing Half by Brit Bennett. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it says, spanning the 1930s to the 1990s, it's about twin sisters who run away at age 16 and end up living apart for most of their lives. One passing for white in California, the other returning to their hometown, a small black southern community. Years later, their children cross paths and multiple storylines come together. That sounds really interesting.
0: That's a generational story I would be into. Yeah,
1: I think that's exactly what that is. Uh, another title here is, um, uh, let's see, it's called Between Panic and Desire by Dinty W. Moore. Now, Dinty Moore is, you know, beef stew, right? I, mean, <laughs> I didn't that's what know I'm, that. <laughs> <laughs> that's a canned beef stew and hash and stuff like that. Anyway, but this is uh, what the person who who put this up said. This um, It's an autobiography, uh, an English professor and former journalist who – Tells the story through a collage of very stylistically different essays. It feels like reading 10 different books at the same time in a very good way. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I thought that was an interesting description of the book. Uh, Let's see. We've got one called uh, Losing Isn't Everything. This is a, a sports book. But it's told from a very different point of view. This is tales uh, about sports hard luck, hard luck stories. The, all I can think of is Bill Buckner, the ball rolling between his legs in the World Series, and costing the Boston Red Sox the World Series. Yeah, um, that uh, that. But it talks about how the people involved reacted, either well or not, when things go wrong during the games. You know, you usually get the sports books and it's all about. And then we won the World Series. Right. Then I won the heavyweight champion. Then I won the Stanley Cup. Whatever. Uh, this is the ones who didn't. We'll have to see <laughs> yeah. if
0: uh, if Brian's read this one. He was saying last week that he is a sports aficionado. Yes, mm-hmm. indeed.
1: Yes. Uh, one more. I'm going to read, and then we'll, we'll take a break here to go uh, into the second half of the show. But this one, it sounded really good. A girl and five brave horses by Son- Sonora Carver. And this is uh, a, an autobiography. Uh, Sonora Carver in the 1920s had a vaudeville or a circus act featuring diving horses. Oh,
0: this is the one that the movie's based on. Exactly. Yeah. Oh Wild my gosh. Horses, Wild can't, horses be can't Be Broken. Oh my gosh, yeah. life-changing. It's
1: loosely based on the book is is what the person who put it in said. But yeah. they said it is a really fascinating book. Uh, the person who put this up is a, a horse person herself uh, and so really appreciates what... what they had to do to make the, and the horses apparently enjoyed it. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's uh it, good. It, it's not. It's not about horse abuse. No. Okay. No horses were harmed in the making of this book. Yeah. So humans anyway. were though. Humans, but, yes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> the horses are <were> fine. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, again, that's available. Uh, we have lots of different book lists available uh, around different subjects around. Uh, when new things are received mm-hmm. or on various seasons, that sort of thing. And that's all available on our website. Just look in the, uh, the catalog section of the website and you can find these. So uh, this is called books. We love to love. So, We are going to take a break here, and when we come back, we are going to talk to Damon Mosley and uh, Johnny Johnny Johnson about next Thursday's program. So stay tuned. And a big thank you to the Friends and to all of you who supported the Friends. They had a really good sale at Orange last Saturday, a six-hour sale. They earned just over $1,000 to support the Friends. And so we appreciate your support, and we, of course, appreciate the support of the Friends of the Library for this show. So if you, you guys are listening, big thank you. And uh, I believe we have on the line uh, Damon Mosley and Johnny Johnson. Is that correct?
2: Yes. Uh, good morning. Good morning, <laughs> Damon Mosley.
1: Oh, good! Great to have you on mm-hmm. the show. So welcome, and we are looking forward to your program on Thursday night at the Delaware Library. We are sitting here looking at a copy of Smile uh, Smile for We, and what a great book! Thank you for doing it.
2: I appreciate that. Thank
1: you so much. You know, I, I. I read a a blurb about the book before I actually saw it and I thought, man, that makes great sense Mm -hmm. because the images that we see in the media of black men, especially are just
2: atrocious. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Johnny, can you (laughs) you tell us a little bit about, yeah, how you got it all together and what, what inspired you?
2: Sure. Um, Well, obviously the state of police shootings that have taken place around the country, uh, both here recently and, in the past, it just makes you feel as a black man, um, you're very frustrated, start to feel helpless a little bit. And I wanted to do something. You know, I'm not a lawmaker, so I can't affect change legislatively. But I figured if I can do something to alleviate some of that pressure, some of that strain that we feel from seeing those images over and over again. And that's what I wanted to do. So I kind of just set out to self-publish it. And um, that was really the motivation.
0: So it's a very short book. It's um, you've got you say in your introduction. You have thirty-two pictures, and they all feature black men smiling. And you yes. you tell a story in your introduction mm-hmm. about you know at first you felt a little bit you know put off, but you said it was when you were taking your license, um, your photo for your license, and nobody's happy at the BMV. <laughs> but <laughs> why exactly? In, why in particular did did your your photographer ask you to smile?
2: You know, it was. Funny because, like you said, no one's usually having a good time at the DMV, so uh, that was the last thing I expected from her. But her recommendation was that I smile for my photo ID in case I get pulled over by the police. The image that I would want them to see of me is not whatever stereotypical image they may have had in their mind, but a more pleasant, a more uh, a more welcoming, smiling face, because that would possibly diffuse any potential dangerous situation. So it's it, It it seems unnecessary, but it's very practical. And I've been smiling for every ID picture that I can ever since.
0: It's hard to do. (laughs) I I was not my my last one. I'm real salty in it. (laughs) Well, and then
1: I I had to get a passport (laughs) a passport picture taken, and they don't let you smile anymore. Oh, right. You actually have to look like a mugshot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So it's it's kind of crazy, but yeah, you got to look really stern. Right. So that does not come natural. So anyway, Uh, I I, one of the things that you said in that I I just loved on your website is, uh, that, uh, don't freak out. Black love isn't white hate. I think that's one of the things that, that, that that too many white folks like myself have been tended Mm -hmm. to fear is that, you know, they, they, you Mm -hmm. can't have one and the other. It's like, there's some sort of dualism there. And I think it's a false analogy.
2: For sure. And, and, you know, the thing is for some people, um, well, first you have to have a healthy respect for Black culture, mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. even to even uh, fathom why someone would be interested in their own self, right? Like if mm-hmm. you look at Black culture as inferior, then of course you would, you know, you wouldn't expect a Black person to take an interest in themselves and and their culture. So, um, but I think it intimidates some people because they think that if you think about yourself uh, as a Black person, that somehow you're saying. That you're anti-white or that you're hostile, but like no, it's just a genuine interest in who I am, uh, where I come from, and where I'm going. So mm-hmm. it's, you know, no one should be, you know, uh, intimidated by it; shouldn't be threatened by it. But that again also plays into the stereotypes, you know, of uh, black men being threats or, or or bad guys.
0: Right. It's a poor analogy, but you can oh. like Star Wars and Star Trek. You know, like they <laughs> they two exactly. things can both have love in your heart uh, simultaneously. So, so we're talking sure. to Damon Mosley and Johnny Jackson, and this is for an event yeah. coming up on Thursday, September 22nd, at the Delaware mm-hmm. Main Library. Yeah. And uh, Johnny, sure. can you tell us a little bit about what your role is going to be on Thursday's event?
2: Definitely. So I'm really excited to be in conversation with Damon. And um, really my, my job is really to uplift the powerful storytelling that is in the text because I'm so I'm an educator. I live in Marion, Ohio, and I have a project called Harambe that is very much interested in black boys and boys of color. Mm-hmm. And I feel that what Damien does in this particular book, it reframes black men and boys in a in a very joyful and rich and humanizing way. So I'm going to be in conversation and just uplift and ask those curious questions to Damien.
1: That sounds great. I mean that that uh the whole idea to to reframe the the image is so important, and I think we've we've seen that mm-hmm. uh, in a number of different parts of our culture over the last you know twenty years or so. But this is this is still a big hole, a big, very jagged edge hole in our culture. So, it, I think the only way Definitely. out of it is to talk about it, and I think this is why we we wanted to do this at the library. We I also want to thank uh, Tamika at the Delaware. Yeah. Uh, African American Heritage, Heritage Council, Council yeah. for bringing the book to our attention yeah. and for being our yeah, co-sponsor yeah. on this program. Yeah. She does great work in the community, yeah. and we were really glad to to, to partner with uh, with the group on this. So uh, for both yeah. for bringing it to our attention and helping to set the program up. So thank you, uh, Tamika, if you're listening. So um, definitely, and you'll have copies. The, you'll have copies of the book at the program for sale. I hope.
2: Yes, sir. I, I, I most know. certainly will, and I <laughs> and I want to. I can I, I have to let you guys know that I'm super super glad uh, that you guys are uh, allowing me this time to, to talk about this issue. I'm very appreciative of the Delaware Library System because, again, like you said, the only way that we can combat back these images is if we first acknowledge it and then secondly, if we create spaces where it can be talked about. Mm-hmm. So I cannot be more grateful for the opportunity to do so.
1: Well, we're grateful that you're willing to come and do it for us at, uh, because – you know, we, we all need education, but we all need to to have these conversations as well. I want to make sure that I I, I say that if anybody wants to see the book or see the uh, the the uh, your your story behind it before they come, the website is w w w all one word smileforwe dot com. And you can order the book from there. And I've I've ordered a couple of copies from there, and they come very quickly. So you could even probably get it before Thursday's program if you order today. Mm-hmm. Uh it's and it is it is a joyful book. It you you look at these pictures and you smile. They're they're uh at the and they really do a great job of copy of of making people realize how uh how human we all are. And uh, I I think that goes mm-hmm. a, a huge, huge way of of changing that image. Mm-hmm. So. Yes, that's for sure. Well, again, we're going to see you on Thursday at 7 o'clock at the Delaware Library. And the uh, pre- program is free and open to anybody who wants to come. I, I'm looking forward to, to being there myself. Yep. And so we yep. will see you on Thursday.
0: Yep, You can pre-register for it online. You don't have to register, but if you do, um, we'll send you reminders. So I, if you're <laughs> like me, um, you uh. will need them. <laughs> um, also a note, George and I were talking, that is Jug Day, um, but the library is open. We're open all day, um, and even though the program at 7 o'clock is a When the jug race is happening, we figure you know you're either going to go to one thing or you're going to go to the other. So you know, sure enough, you could come to a (laughs) lot or visit,
1: right? Sure. (laughs) So, so, thank you, appreciate
2: it. Okay, thank you, Damon Mosley
1: and Johnny Jackson. We appreciate you being guests on the show, and we look forward to seeing you on Thursday at the library.
2: I look forward to it as well a great
1: one. You too. Thank you. We got a couple of things coming up at the library this week we wanted to talk about uh, tonight. The Powell Library, it's cl- uh, Central Ohio Symphony's Village Brass Quintet is going to be there. Free concert on the lawn. It's going to be a perfect night for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, come on out. Bring your lawn chair. Mm-hmm. Uh, bring bring dinner if you want to. Have a little picnic on the lawn. Yeah. Enjoy your dinner. Uh, to The beautiful music that the uh, Columbus uh, I say that all the time. Central Ohio Symphony Brass Quintet will bring. We had a concert with them at the Orange Branch Library earlier this week Mm -hmm. that attracted a very nice crowd, and everybody there just really loved the music. So we want to thank our friends at the Central Ohio Symphony for bringing the music to us. And the plant swap is still going on at Orange. That's today and tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So bring a plant in, take a plant out, uh, give them a new home, whatever. Also,
0: if you are uh, if you are in need to register to vote, um, just a quick plug that uh, we will have some folks from the Delaware County Board of Developmental Disabilities. on site at the Orange Branch Library today to help you sign up to vote. Um, But if you just need to sign up to vote anyway, if you need to register, any library can help you out with that because it's coming up National Voter Registration Week. Yeah. So one of the things that I want to talk about that's coming up uh, this week on Thursday um, at 1230. So, you know, oh, no, Wednesday at 1230 at the Olentangy River Brewing Company. We're having our books and brews. So, you know, you could get a coffee or if you're not working, you can (laughs) you can have one of their brews there. Um, but our Books and Brews Club is Talking There, There by Tommy Orange. And if you have not read There, There, I'm going to talk about it next week, probably um, after we have this book club meeting. It is amazing. It is the story of um, Native um, or Indigenous people in an urban setting today. And um, Tommy is going to be joining us in November in Mm -hmm. person to talk about it. So I hope you can make the book club this, advance.
1: I read that book mm-hmm. back when we thought he was going to come before COVID. Right, and three years was ago. Just blown away by it, and mm-hmm. I think that might have been. If I had to think of another book that would have been one that I wish I could read again for yeah. the first time, that would be one because if the way it all came together was just glorious. Right,
0: and I listened to it, and now I need to pick it up, and I need to like really put those stories together. It's it's one of those ones where you have about you know five to five to 12 different characters who are all living their separate lives. Um, And eventually you see it intertwine at one um, big Oakland powwow.
1: Yep. Mm -hmm. So, all right. Well, again, I want to thank Damon and uh, and Johnny for being our guests today. And uh, really, if you have any possibility, try to make that program Thursday night, I think you're really going to be impressed. And so thank you, Nicole. Always a pleasure. Gage. Thank you very much. Of course. And thanks to the friends of the library and we will see you in the stacks.